Welcome to the Head of Here Talk. I am Ian, a.k.a. Mariner's Post. We are joined today with David, a.k.a. Seattle Nation, and Mariner prospect Jake Fraley. And uh, just before we get into any questions, uh, Jake, tell us about yourself. I mean, I don't know where you guys want me to start. I could I could talk about myself for a while. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just messing around with you guys. I'm just... You know, like you said, I, I'm new. I'm I'm new to the to the organization, and if there's any background music, that's my that's my son swinging a baseball bat. So, um, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, you know, I'm new to the organization, and I've been doing this for a month now. So, really enjoying and uh, you know getting to know a, a new organization. It's been a blessing. Um, you know, I'm just enjoying myself, man. Playing ball, you can't ask for anything better than that. I- what what or who made you get into baseball at a young age and what made you stick with baseball uh i mean uh, probably my dad uh my father uh he was you know got me into baseball i started playing t-ball when i was five um and you know i played you know i played basketball i played soccer played football you know i did it all and uh when i you know as i got a little bit older i started realizing that i was you know pretty good at this baseball thing so I thought, you know, I might as well stick with it. And, you know, I ended up turning into, you know, playing travel ball all the time and then going into high school and then, you know, college and now into professional baseball. So it just kind of, you know, stuck. And like I said, I was good at it. And I was worried about playing other sports. So that was a big reason why I just kind of stuck with baseball because I didn't want anything to mess that up, especially in high school. Um, You know, just stuck to it. And here we are. And I could see you're teaching them young, too. He's yeah. your son. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. He, I mean, he's at the ballpark all the time. So he's one of his favorite things to do is uh, is sit up as close as he can to the on deck circle, and and he loves watching all the guys do their swings in the on deck circle. So before he goes and hits off the tee, now he like steps aside from the tee and like does like a slow practice swing and then gets <laughs> on the tee and hits. So yeah. he, he enjoys it. Is he gonna be a power hitter like his dad? No, man, I don't know. He's he's, he's kind of small. We're going to have to start beefing him up a little bit. Um, yes. He's, he's going to be good, man. He'll he'll choose whatever sport he wants to do, and if it's baseball, then, then it'll be baseball. All right, the next question. Did you have any, uh, like, baseball players you watched growing up and imitate your game from? Um, I mean, growing up, my biggest idol was, was Josh Hamilton. Um, and I know, you know, and I, whenever I say that, you know, majority of people, you know, their next question is why, because obviously, you know, when you think of Josh Hamilton, your immediate reaction or thought is, you know, all this off field stuff and the stuff that, you know, you struggle with. And ultimately, I mean, it took away, you know, his game and, and took him out of baseball at the end of the day. But for me growing up, um, you know, I'm a man of faith, um, you know, my entire life, marriage and, 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 you know, career is based around Jesus and uh and the love that Jesus has for me so um you know growing up and seeing a guy like that who was in professional baseball obviously you know one of the best to do it in his you know time that he was in the league um you know going around the league and and not just in baseball but you know the platform that baseball gave him outside of the game uh and using that to, to you know to share the gospel and to share his story and what the Lord has done through his life so for me growing up, that was a big impact on my life with, you know, me realizing that, you know, there's 
life is more than just a game. Um, and it really boils down to, you know, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And for me, you know, I, I want to, you know, duplicate that in my career as far as the aspect of how he, you know, opened up about that and, and, and shared that everywhere he went and, and made that a focal point of his career, which was, uh, you know, what Jesus did for him and, and, and what he, uh, I mean, ultimately has done for all of us, you know, as their children. So as a man of faith, do you look up to players, do you look up to players like Tim Tebow who are bringing it into the game? Of course. Um, you know, obviously, you know, those guys are big guys that I, you know, like to follow and like to, like I said, you know, with Josh, you know, like to almost, you know, just pay close attention as far as, you know, how they do it. Um, and especially a guy like Tim Tebow, who's not only done it, you know, obviously in baseball now and, and being so young in baseball with starting up so late, but, you know, what he did in the game of football and, and not only in football, but like I said um, earlier with Josh, but what Tim has also done away from the field, which is, you know, the biggest thing. It's not even about the sports and what he's done in the sports. It's more about what he's done away from the game. Um, and so guys like that and, um, and just learning how to really, just like I said, just, just focus on, on allowing my career to be centered around that um, because that allows me to take a step back um especially in a game that involves so much failure um, and so many things that are out of your control as a player to be able to just relax and, and really just enjoy, um, you know, the ability to just be able to play, you know, a, a child's game as an adult um, and understand that, you know, my joy and my happiness every day doesn't come from the game. Um, so, looking at those guys and, and, and being able to take away whatever I can from, you know, the way that they're developing their careers, especially like, you know, centered around, you know, Jesus. So of course, you know, I look up to all those guys as well as other guys that, um, you know, don't necessarily profess that, um, you know, you're always learning from everybody around you. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know how we up that. <laughs> um, post Ian, do you have a question? Um, what clicked for you in 2018 stat wise and uh, on and off the field? What clicked for you? Uh, well, for one, I was, you know, my, 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 my professional career has uh, obviously been short. I'm very young in professional baseball. I was just drafted in 16. This is only my third spring training. Um, and in my first professional season, um, you know, I had some unfortunate events happen as far as, you know, some things didn't go my way with uh, some stuff that happened between us and another team, you know, and I ended up getting hit by a pitch because I was the next guy in line um, with some beef that was going back and forth between the two teams. And the guy ended up hitting me in the kneecap with 94 and knocked me out for that whole year. So that was the beginning of my first full season. Um, and going into that first full season, I had made uh, this, you know, some very significant swing changes and, and basically redefined everything from an offensive standpoint from where I was in college um, to professional baseball. So that got put on hold. And then I ended up going into uh, to the offseason and playing uh, winter ball all offseason to get all those at-bats back. So that was the first time I was able to put, you know, really put all of those changes into play through a whole season um, and consistently every day. And I had a very, very good um, – 
you know, winter, that, that winter ball. And, uh, and then I carried that over into, you know, last season. And so it's really just been about me not having some things go my way, um, that, uh, you know, started turning around the corner with going into the winter ball. And then last year where I was able to, you know, stay on the field and, and be able to put all of those changes to work. Um, and like I said, do it every day. Cause that's the biggest part, you know, being able to do that consistently every day, um, you know, it allows it, you know, to show all that work that you put in with the changes and the different things that I did as far as from a mechanical standpoint in my swing. Um, and then everything that happened and everything that y'all saw was, uh, you know, a result of that. And then obviously that's carried over into here. And, um, you know, like I said, staying healthy and staying away from getting hit by pitches and just being able to be out there every day so that I can, you know, apply what, what I know I'm able to do on a baseball field every day. Okay. Ian, question? Okay, we seem to be having issues with Ian. So, okay. Um, I'll ask a question for now. Um, what part of well, no, how did you react to the trade news? Uh, I mean, I was I was very excited. Um, me and my agent didn't expect anything to happen this off season. Um, you know, coming off such a a really good year and um you know, the Rays had iterated to me and my agent that they were very pleased and very excited about where I was, you know, heading as far as where they had me in the organization and all that good stuff. So we didn't really think anything was going to happen going into the offseason, and it kind of came out of left field a little bit. Um, and when I got the call from from my agent and then the front office from the Rays, um, you know, they were, yeah, bud. And they were, uh, they were very excited. Um, uh, talking about the Mariners, obviously, when I got on the phone with DePoto and, and, and everybody in the organization. But, um, you know, we were very excited. Um, we knew that it was an awesome opportunity. And at the end of the day, whenever you're a minor leaguer and you're traded for big leaguers, that's a huge deal. Um, so right off the bat, that was a big deal for, you know, me and my agent understanding how big of this, you know, thing this was for my career, um, especially – like I said earlier, being, you know, so early on in my career um, and then going into it, looking at, you know, the situation that was happening in Seattle um, with everything that DePoto was doing as far as, you know, breaking down, you know, what they were looking for in the future and, and trying to build up around, you know, a young core group of guys that they were really, you know, sold on and, and very solidified on as far as, you know, those are the guys that they want to use and build around. So, being able to hear that from DePoto and, and the organization, you know, expressing that going through the off season, it's just been a, a really cool thing. And, um, you know, it's been just a, a, a blessing. So at the end of the day, it's, it's awesome just to have an opportunity because, you know, as a player, that's all you ask for. And the Mariners have, you know, given me that opportunity and, uh, and I'm hoping for some more. <laughs> okay. Our... Let's see. Ian, are you there? Okay. Okay, next question as we try to get the situation sorted out. How much how much did you enjoy playing college ball with the likes of Aaron Nola and Alex Bregman? I mean, 
it's, it's what you imagine it to be. Um, I mean, two guys that at a at a young age, even before LSU, and then obviously once they got to LSU, I mean, you knew were going to be, you know, superstars through their entire careers, just like they were at LSU. And just being able to be in a clubhouse with them, um, you know, being around them off the field as well has been, you know, awesome as far as from a learning point, especially for me because, you know, when I came in as a freshman, being around those two guys my freshman year, and then obviously Bregman one extra year after that into my sophomore year was awesome. I mean, it's anything you could think of, man. I mean, those guys are ultimate competitors. They are, you know – they are where they are because of, you know, the way that they work and what they do every single day. So I was able to learn that from them and, and kind of get under their wing a little bit as a freshman at LSU. And then, like I said, even an extra year with Bregman going into sophomore year. So, I mean, it's it's been awesome. And then, like I said, everything that they're doing now is everything that everybody expected from them. Um, and, you know, knowing that I was able to, you know, be a part of that for a little bit in college with the two of them and then obviously learn from them and be able to carry that, you know, place that into my game and into my, you know, kind of repertoire, you know, going through my career has been a blessing. Okay. What was draft day like? <clears throat> um, that was a obviously a very emotional day. Um, you know, going through my entire junior year, um, <laughs> I know I see that bud um I was uh I was expected to to go on the first day um uh almost everybody had me slotted somewhere in the in the late to supplemental first round um and so you know knowing that I was going to go on the first day we uh we were right in the middle of just winning regionals and getting ready to go into super regionals uh against coastal Carolina and so I had a I had a big draft party with all my, you know, friends and family flew in um, from back home and then obviously all my team and stuff like that. So it was a really fun day. Um, once the draft started, a little different story. <laughs> uh, you know, as, as the first round went, um, you know, my name wasn't called. There were discussions, this, that. Nothing ever really went. Um, a, lot of, a lot of teams were going with uh, a lot of high school guys and signing them you know, hundreds of thousand dollars on their slots. So that was very frustrating as, you know, a guy like college guy. Um, and I, I know I'm speaking for all the rest of the college guys, especially college outfielders in my draft that year. Cause uh, there was like four or five of us that slipped into the second round. And then um, a couple that went and all the way into the fourth and fifth round. But, uh, you know, it was very frustrating for all of us um, as out, you know, college outfielders. Cause, you know, I mean, in the draft is a draft, man. It's that's just like its own animal that you never know what's going to happen going into it. So, no matter what anybody says or tells you, you never really know what's going to happen. So, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the Rays gave me an opportunity. I ended up getting drafted in the second round, um, and that's all. Like I was saying earlier with a question uh, a couple minutes ago, that all you can ask is, is is just for an opportunity, and the Rays gave that to me, and I'm very grateful for that. So this is a fan question. Uh, we put it on our uh, Instagram stories to see if fans want to ask you a question. A very popular one is: Will you keep the beard the whole season? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna let it ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the hair and the beard ride. Um, I mean, I, I I'm too committed and too into it now to cut it off. 
fans in Seattle love players with flow, so you got that going for you. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's good to hear. I mean, okay. it, it's working, so. so. In uh, college, you this one's going to be a hard question. In college, you won many awards, including the 2016 Baton Rouge Regional All-Star Tournament Team, 2016 Skip Bertman Award recipient, 2016 Second Team All-Louisiana, to name a few. What was your proudest award? Uh, probably um, probably my, uh, my freshman year, um, I got awarded uh, – I was a freshman All-American. And so uh, nobody knows except for those who are on the LSU baseball team. But going into freshman year, you know, just a young guy from a Northeast school, cold, uh, you know, playing in the snow, not the greatest state. And uh, going into LSU, we uh, in the fall ball, we play like 30 games of fall ball. And that's a big thing as a freshman going into it because – as a freshman, you obviously – it's no different than now. When you get on a new team and you're trying to impress, you know, the coaching staff, you're trying to earn their trust. So uh, going into those 30 games of fall ball, um, fast forward all through the fall, I only had two hits in that entire fall ball, 30 games, two hits in 30 games. And both of those hits came in the same game. <laughs> so it, it, was a, it was a very, very tough uh, fall for me as far as – you know, just not playing the way that I know I could and what got me there. Um, and uh, went back home, uh, worked on some little things, and uh, ended up coming back and having an unbelievable freshman year. And then winning and being selected to be a freshman All-American was huge because, you know, really starting all the way from the bottom and going up from there and, and, and finishing at such a high at the end of that year. Um, so another fan question is, uh, uh, since you're on a new team, who have you been hanging out with the clubhouse recently since you're with the major uh, leaguers? Yeah, uh, my freaking dude is Braden Bishop. Um, I absolutely love that kid, man. He's, he's awesome. He's been such a great guy to, to connect with and get to know. Um so being around all the time, definitely Braden. Um, probably one of the biggest guys that I have really picked brain, you know, picked a, his brain a lot, um, and tried to you know spend as much time as I can around, um, which has been a lot. Obviously, being in the same clubhouse and always being on the same schedule, more or less, um, was Jay Bruce. Um, I've learned a lot from him. He's very open as far as allowing me to you know, ask questions and giving very, very good answers and, and giving answers that I've really got to learn a lot from. So uh, definitely those two guys a lot um, with just, you know, being able to be around and getting to know. And, and, and I mean, two great men that, uh, that are just awesome, awesome dudes and even greater baseball players. How has the Ichiro experience been? <laughs> Man, each year, I mean, it's been unreal. It's been surreal, to be honest. I mean, like, you you kind of get into, like, a a mode of almost forgetting that he's there. Because, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're on the baseball field. And like I said, like, everybody's on the same schedule. So, you're, you're always on the move. And, like, every now and then you look over and you're like, man, like, I'm, I'm stretching and, and throwing and hitting next to a Hall of Famer right now. And, um, 
you know, it's just a surreal thing. And then uh, he's a very quiet guy, so he really keeps to himself, doesn't say too much unless you really go up to him and talk. And even when you go up to him and talk, it's really not too many words. Um, but it's been a very surreal thing. And, uh, you know, obviously something that I'm always going to, you know, cherish even, you know, long after my baseball career is over. And hopefully I could do half of what he did. Okay, so we're going to switch gears on this. First, before I ask this question, are you into college basketball? No. Okay. Because I know your LSU Tigers are ranked 10th. Yeah, they're doing very well. Yeah. Okay. And also, this is an interesting tidbit I saw, and I think you brought it up earlier in the interview. You played in the Australian Baseball League. How was that? How was that? That was was such a blessing. Um, We we made some friends out there that are going to be lifelong friends. Um, We got to see an absolutely beautiful country. My family came with me, so my wife and my son at the time was only us three. Um, My daughter wasn't born yet, so us three got to travel the entire country on all the road trips. So we got to see the entire country together. It was, I mean, absolutely stunning. Beaches are just out of this world. Um, And, you know, I was on on a team that had a couple big leaguers. um, So I was able to, again, just like with Jay Bruce and then all these guys now, I was able to pick their brains and and really be around them and and see how they work and, um, you know, listen to some of the things that, they could teach me as far as with their careers. So it was a really, really cool experience and a very, very big blessing for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hit It Here Talk with myself, Seattle's Nation, Mariners Post, and our special guest, Jake Fraley. We want to give a special thank you and shout out to Jake Fraley for willingly coming onto our podcast for an interview. We wish him nothing but the best in 2019, and hopefully we get to see him up with the big league team sometime soon. Go Mariners!